All right, we are recording. Nice, nice. By now, we've already heard the spooky intro. The cinematic suffering spooky intro. That's right. Okay, we heard Very it. Very spooky. And uh, we are cinematic suffering. That's right. That was very good. Take two. We're right on time. We're we're right eye to eye with each other. That's what's so good about us, man. Staring right in the camera. That's not uncomfortable, is it? Okay. We are Cinematic Suffering. And uh, what do we do here, Jason? What's our point in life? What's our purpose? Well, our point and purpose in life is to uh, be thespians. No, maybe not thespians is is a strong word. Maybe uh, critiquers. No, we don't really critique. We just kind of actually we just watch pretty bad movies and and then just layers of crap and then riff on them and then hopefully they'll uh will create some kind of internal suffering within our souls that will never want to watch anything like that again yes and um at the time of recording these we haven't gotten any cease and desist letters yet but we're expecting them oh yeah those will add to our suffering we can't wait we can't (laughs) wait for uh legal entanglements that we can in no way afford Legal entanglements and uh, arguments with uh, the creators of these products online. I mean, there's all. Oh, I, I welcome that. Yeah. I, oh, just mm. salivating at the moment that, that comes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's uh, let's kick things off and watch this uh, theatrical trailer for uh, it's H.P. Lovecraft's The Deep Ones. The, the Deep Ones. Yes, let's check it out. All right. Surprise! Mr. Marsh! Wow. That a view or what? How long have you two been married? Three years. Are you going to make a wonderful mother? The neighbors around here, we're part of a seaside commune, the Solar Beach Colony. Welcome, So happy you made. I think this whole solar beach community is a little step for Mike. Pet 3 seems to fit in real well. You smoke? I get a little loopy when I smoke. It'll help you focus for your journey. Focus. Focus. See the light? When you hear the click of the light, you'll be awake. Hello? You're in danger. You're watching always. They took my Jasmine. You brought it to us. You made your choice. I found a hidden camera. They've been watching us this entire time. What is out there? Don't be afraid. We need to call the police. What is wrong with you? You'll be like me, the mother to the deep ones. Where's the baby? We are the baby. We are. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the baby now? (laughs) Who's the baby? So, The Deep Ones is a visionary 2020 masterpiece helmed by writer-director Chad Farron, starring Gina LaPiana, Robert Miano, and Johan Erb. 
Johan Herb. What? Johan Herb. Uh, oh, Herb. So okay. Smoking the herb. <laughs> All right. Well, you know the deep ones. How did how did how did this one come across your radar? I um, <laughs> I was just on uh, not Netflix, but the other one, Amazon Prime. Oh, just, okay. uh, just going through looking at uh, horror movie suggestions that we could both watch with a, an Amazon Prime membership. <laughs> 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 Trying to be frugal, and um, it's it stood out because uh, you know f- total transparency. I figured we could kind of chuckle at it, make fun of it. The uh, <laughs> the the trailer was pretty honest what you see is what you're gonna get in this movie you don't there's not a whole lot of red herrings in the trailer yeah the, the, the I think the trailer I, I mean honestly the trailer that was a two minute something long trailer two minute and one second and it revealed a lot of what happened in that movie in fact there's probably yeah. some spoilers in that that trailer of course you probably wouldn't know that until you've actually watched it but it, yeah it's one of those those things you re, you realize after the fact like you guys kind of I don't know. I guess that that's kind of a uh, that's kind of a tough thing to decide when you're making a trailer, especially yeah. if you're a uh, a low budget horror movie director. Do you show too much because you got to get people to watch it? But if you don't show enough, you're not really giving people anything to sink their teeth into. Yeah, exactly. This pretty much was the the sizzle reel. This was the highlights <laughs> yeah. of the movie. Aside from the nudity, that's the big. That was the other big quote unquote selling point. Right. Um, right. You know. So I, I think when I saw when I saw the theatrical trailer, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is definitely going to be a, a fun one to do." And because I, uh, I we're both huge H.P. Lovecraft fans, you know of that pulp no, kind no, of no. horror and stuff like that. And the the movie takes takes liberties, of course, like every H.P. Lovecraft uh, b- b- adaption does. Yeah, but they pull in things from classic stories like Shadow, uh, the Shadow over Innsmouth, um, Dagon, and a few others. Uh, maybe even Call of Cthulhu, just a little bit. Um, yeah, like Cthulhu's definitely mentioned. He's he's the the cult that you see in there. It's a Cthulhu cult, and they they bring him up. They name him by name, which probably has to be a, a big sin if you're a Cthulhuite, <laughs> right? And they also bring up Dagon by name. So it, I thought um, I, I know we ragged on it pretty hard during our watch through. <laughs> and by the way, if you want to see our watch through of it, please uh, head on over to our Patreon and you can uh, queue it up and watch it along with us. Um, but after all is said and done, I thought it was an okay film. I mean, overall, that's my yeah, I mean, opinion. Yeah, well, it, it's one of these things. If you if you see the trailer and then you watch the movie, you kind of know what you're getting into. It's already it's pretty obvious that that's kind of your thing. Something right. that's that's silly. Um, whether I think it knows that it's a little bit silly. I, I I got the feeling that a lot of it was pretty tongue in cheek. That they kind of knew what uh, you know yeah. what they were dealing with a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was it was entertaining. It was I, the the more I go on the re- the more I realize I just kind of like bad movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yeah. The, I mean, I think the the director even said that you know there was some freedom to play around with you know some improv and let the actors do what they wanted to do. Now, usually this means. Uh, uh, fascinating and great things in a movie you know when you come Man. across some great talented actors now i'm not dissing these actors whatsoever but there was a lack of substance sometimes uh, well 
Yeah, there really was. I, I got the idea that um, uh, what what is the director that I should be I should know this. In fact, I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it. And here I am forgetting it. Robert Altman, maybe that that was known for his movies with a lot of overlapping dialogue. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and you can tell that uh, Chad Farron, the, the the writer director of the Deep Ones, kind of fancies himself a protege, but it's. <laughs> You know, the difference is the quality of actors that you have and then the quality of prose in your script. This right. Was, uh, you could tell that he just told the folks in this movie who were obviously all a group of friends. In fact, yeah. we, uh, one of the, the little bits of trivia that we learned about this movie is that it was filmed at the star's house. It was just basically like, look, how I have a house if you want to if you want to film here. So, yeah, Gina LaPiana, who plays the yes. main the main character uh at the in this movie that what was her house yeah and yeah i guess she had hooked up with uh she had known the director chad because she had done other stuff with him in the past uh i don't know if they worked together or not i know they knew one another and i got the idea that her and the other her other co-star the um who, whoever played petrie i forget herb uh johan herb yeah i get the feeling that they're a real life couple Oh, they may be. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I know. I know. Chad said in that interview that I saw that uh, he didn't know the guy who was Petri. He said he knew every pretty much everyone else that was on the set, uh, okay. except for him. And uh, if, he was like, "Well, you know, if if Petri or it's not his name, what is his name again? Johan. Uh, Johan Herb is. His <laughs> yeah. When, if Johan doesn't want to do the the uh, tentacle uh, deep throat scene and the rape in the bathroom, then, <laughs> then we may have to fire him or find someone else." and i was laughing i was like you could tell this guy has a great sense of humor yeah. and uh the the whole it seemed like the whole cast probably had a good time making this even though they knew it was a low budget you know feature well and that definitely comes through in the finished product and, and what's funny is like i believe i can't recall exactly that i was this prophetic in, in what i was when in when our uh discussion and our commentary of the movie but i believe i said something to the effect of like, I, this was just a party that they said, Hey, let's <laughs> film. It was. And it, and it turned out that that was exactly it. Like that, that, that was precisely what happened. They, they just got a bunch of friends together. Uh, and I imagine like there was a, the conversation was okay, guys stop party and everybody quiet <laughs> on the set. And we got to do this movie again. And Put your hoods everybody. up and re everyone recite these lines. Oh man, I'm just getting into my fifth Jack here. <laughs> I know, Jack and Coke. But Moscato, put the Moscato down. You're already <laughs> hammered. Yeah, that it had that quality, which kind of made it fun. But it was also <laughs> just this, uh, <laughs> uh, the unprofessional quality kind of permeated the movie too. You could tell that people yeah. were just like, ah, script Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought um, uh, they. There's other things that were just odd little uh, items that were thrown in, and I will say that you know. Uh, the doctor who, who the person who played the doctor is yeah. um where you know if our reaction during the watch along is, is priceless because we're like okay because <laughs> I, I i'll tell you i'll tell you guys what was going on because i was like oh divine did it better um it's basically just it was just like it was a guy uh in a women's clothing and a in a wig who's playing the the doctor now I didn't know because I certainly don't be, want to be insensitive to certain things, but this did not look like a guy who regularly wore women's clothes or regularly wore a wig. It would look like a man who just put on a wig and said, yeah, let's do this. It's, 
it's it he he had the quality of uh, i'm game for anything you know the the show must go on like right that's like if i put on a dress like n- just not really at home in a dress right well it, it turns out that that's actually what happened I, I had to go and deep dive a little bit more um so the guy who plays him is T- timothy muscatel he plays dr gene rayburn and in the movie dr gene rayburn is a is, is a female but uh he's not pulling it off very well because he's not you know you know a professional drag queen or you know whatever and and apparently that role was supposed to be played by the incredibly beautiful Bai Ling who's been in so many movies I mean so many movies not maybe not as a major lead role but you know you've seen her you know yeah but I guess her her part just couldn't or she couldn't get the time on her schedule to get freed up to come and do the part so they said oh well this is kind of an unknown. We said, well, what are we going to do? We need the doctor who's and some guy, this guy, William, I guess just said, Hey, I'll do it. And, uh, I'll dress like, a woman. Right. I'll dress like a woman. <laughs> and they're just like, okay, sure. Sure. I I'll, mean, you know, like, and what's funny is like, there's tons of extras. Some of them are running around, just, just start naked. There's plenty of women that you could have picked to do it. No, nah, this is like, I'm sure that they thought, well, this will be goofy and weird. And yeah, silly. yeah. It was, this. it was a little, little goofy, and uh, yeah, it was. Well, it's, just... it's, it, it, it's like you got all that component of it as the, as the guy that's, you know, I'll try drag. How hard can it be? Right. Like, well, <laughs> you know, kind of the tone, and but also just the acting was just so look at me weird. You could tell this is my shot. This is my shot for the big time. <laughs> well, that's that's what what we were riffing on in the film is that uh, it, it, it he was talking like this, and it reminded me of uh, the Little Britain of yeah the, the guy imitating says I'm a lady. Look at me, and then he's talking that same cadence and that same mm-hmm. theatrical voice, and it's like, oh, this is my big shot. I'm an actor. I'm a real lesbian. <laughs> finally, this is my shot. I wonder how many people have been in movies like this, think that thinking like genuinely thinking this is it. This is like it's all onward and upward from here. Yeah, I think there's no. a ton of people that are like that. I I, I really do. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've worked on small films like this, and uh, yeah, a lot of those uh, actors that were there were you know. They're ready for the big time, man. Like they, they're taking it totally way too serious. I, I I did I did I did like a multitude of work on this one movie. It's called Mutation, and you know I I I did like set dressing. I did PA parts. I set up lights. You know I was just like a nice. just because you know it was free. I wasn't getting paid either. So, yeah. um, but this like a couple of the actors were just like, uh, could you go get me a coffee? You know, kind of thing. I'm like, mm, no. No. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> but you can because you're not you're sitting there not doing anything, so you can do it. You know, yeah, I'm trying to. I, I was trying to set up lights, and these people are like acting like they're, you know, Patrick. Like you work for them, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I was just like, mm. oh, I said, like, if this was like a, a total salaried union job, then yeah, I'd probably do something. But <laughs> you've never been in a movie. This is your only movie. You'll never be in anything else. And I told them it's- that to their face. That's a nice. lie. I didn't did do that. I'm sorry. That'd be too. You cool. take that non-actor <laughs> mutation. That's cool though. I didn't know yep. that you did that. That's that's your your brush with the uh, the movie, you know, kind of world. You know, it is. It was pretty fun, but uh, I mean, fun being relative, you know, because it was a total low it's budget thing. So you, yeah, you kind of get like an inside insider's perspective on those kind of low budget um items when when it comes to the deep ones it looks like some of their effects really were effective um 
the, they were the, bad. They were bad. I thought the special effects in what's one of those other movies, those other low budget uh, movies that we watched, uh, the 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 um, VHS one. I'm blanking on the name already. Oh, uh, uh, Beyond the Gates. Yeah, Beyond the Gates. I thought the special effects were surprisingly pretty good in that one. They weren't terrible in this one. Like they was there was tentacle. You know what the tentacle effects reminded me of? Um, oh, this is probably uh, it might be. Exp- admitting too much but uh like like, remember there was a a a short moment in the early 2000s where they were trying to sell like um live action hentai tentacle movies as a thing and it just didn't take right yeah yeah Yeah, that was the quality of the tentacle animation (laughs) it's just wobbling around yeah it's like it's kind of like the audience will uh appreciate intent more than the actual end product I, I think that's what it was. You know, I, I appreciated the intent of the, the tentacles. I think one of the, the better special effects I did see were, you know, when her eyes were glowing, um, the the girl who was pregnant and she was birthing the tentacle things, it showed her eyes glowing, this white glow. And I know it's probably like a really cheap kind of effect they did, but they, they did it really well where to me, yeah. I was like, that's pretty that's pretty cool. They did a good job with that. Um, well, the I mean, and it's like we said, the movie knew what it had to work with. And I mean, just shamelessly, like the very first scene was a woman stark naked running for her lives, <laughs> flopping everywhere. So it's they could I almost get the feeling that they're that the mentality is like this is going to be on Amazon Prime. People have plenty of other choices. We need to hook them like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I thought I thought they did a good job with that, I and mean, I thought that uh, yeah, there was some slow pacing here and there, but nothing so dramatic as you know some other stuff we've seen already. Yeah. Um, so I thought they they did a good job, kind of putting little things here, even though it may not have been overtly action packed or anything. There were some little moments that were, you know, pretty, pretty cool. I dug it. No, it was it was fun. It was you know it it, it wasn't a good movie in the tra- traditional sense of the yeah. word good, but. I, that's not really what we're going for on this. It's, no, no, no. It's not really the kind of movies that we've been compelled to review and, yeah. and watch. I mean, those are, what's funny is like kind of just the life of this podcast the, the, the and, you know, like uh, the evolution of it from an audio only podcast. When we do hit a movie that's genuinely good, it's like, well, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> I can just sit here like a mute and watch this good movie. How, how boring is that? You're right. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's 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 my biggest fear that we get into a movie like that and it turns out to be really good. And then well, the we kind of the- know certain ones, you know, going in like like yeah. the New Evil Dead. You just you know that there's not going to be much to make fun of there because it's the movie is entertaining in and of itself. It kind of yeah. knows what it's doing. So. And I actually went and saw that last week, so I finally got to see I, it. I, I really enjoyed yeah. that one. I know we're, that's not the topic of the show, but right, I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, but we uh, there's a couple. There's a thing that I did not know the 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 homeless lady. She wasn't really homeless, I guess. The one who was looking for her daughter. You called uh, her sissy spacing. <laughs> you're right. Uh, she. It turns out she's actually her name's Kelly Mal- Kelly Maroney, and she's been in a, a ton of. Uh, B-grade horror movies, but uh, oh, cool. pro- probably the one you probably remember the most is um, Night of the Comet. She oh, played. Yeah. She was the blonde girl in Night of the Comet that that was the partner with the other girls. So oh, cool, cool. And uh, I, I didn't recognize her, but I love that movie. That's one of those HBO classics. Perfect. Oh yeah, yeah, it's perfect. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's just a, a great ride. But I didn't know that. That was really cool. They got her a little part in there. So, so the, these these guys aren't playing with just you know 
totally unknown faces and everything. I mean, if they get a contact with Bai Ling and they've got uh, Kelly Maroney in here and, you know, I know these other people have done probably some other little underground films too, uh, along with the director. It kind of, it kind of makes you wonder like, how does, how do you get into that world? Because it's like, obviously there's not the same kind of, um, you know, it's, it's not the same kind of like, uh, ecosystem that that's hard to get into as like a big budget Hollywood movie. That's, right. This is like a lower tier, but it still makes you wonder like, how does this happen? Like how, do, <laughs> how, it's, how do you come to have a movie on Amazon? Can you, yeah. Can it happen just because you want it too bad enough? And you, <laughs> <laughs> is I've there a, tried. I is, wonder if you could just do it if you try. Is there a LinkedIn for any of this, a, a specific kind of website? I don't know. That's, that's a good I question. I bet there is though. I bet there is. I bet there's, there's really industry specific stuff and it's probably the same kind of, it's, it's the same kind of thing as in any other kind of art industry is that certain people gain a bad reputation. Like she's was stoned on the set or <laughs> yeah. forgot her lines or just didn't show up. And you know, well, yeah, I, I, I remember back in the early two thousands when I did work on that, that movie that I was on some, it was called Mandy Mandy's, list or mandy.com something like that it was like for you know posting the job openings within movies that were being shot so you know a lot of you know to get into that thing yeah it was like they had a a, you know pa pa is kind of like the production assistant it's got the lowest person on the total totem pole so ton of positions unpaid positions on low budget movies that are all over the place and so i know that's, that's how some people may get into it there um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really weird. I, I haven't been doing that in a long time, so I don't know what they do now when it comes to that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just, it would conflict with my job too much, but I almost wonder if there's something like that here. Cause there is a burgeoning film industry here in Atlanta. Well, yeah. I mean, walking dead was a big yeah. part of that huge part of that. Yeah. Uh, in fact, like, um, I totally unrelated to what we're talking about, but sue us, you know, um, <laughs> my, uh, uh, my sister-in-law was living right next to the main star of Walking Dead, the guy that played the sheriff. Dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Was, yeah, he he and his family were living right next door, and she oh, was. Oh wow! I I, I hope she, hopefully she didn't ruthlessly embarrass herself because she's a huge <laughs> fan of the show. So yeah, like, yeah. My neighbor is ready just punishing the him. Walking Dead. Yeah, can I get out of here? I'm stalking him. Yeah, <laughs> hi neighbor. <laughs> That's awesome. I brought you chicken wings. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's an Australian. I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, he's English. He's English. The um, yeah. but there's a there's a lot of other little things in, in the deep ones when they brought up Dagon. Yeah, the creature yeah. D- Dagon. They did a real good. I thought it was a good creature costume that they did. I was gonna say like you just see him sit, kind of sitting there chilling for a minute, and then you don't see Dagon anymore, do you? Or you do? There is it's later no, on. You do. We see the fish looking guy near the beginning. He's just kind of okay. there. That's not Dagon though. That's just the fishy looking guy. Dagon's okay. the actual monster that comes out of the the water and and rapes the poor woman on the beach. Oh with the yeah, princess. God. Yeah. 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 And I, I pointed this out during our uh, commentary too, but I was like, "That's this is uh, definitely inspired by Neonomicon by uh, Alan Moore. So if you're a reader, it's a fantastic book. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely want to look that up. I remember you bringing that up. Yeah. Alan Moore's written a trilogy of, of uh, Lovecraftian stories, there, and I've heard they're all really good. Right. So. But this one is direct homage to that. It had <laughs> to have been because it was spot on. Oh, damn. <laughs> 
Um, well, I mean, the geez, what else is there to say about the deep ones? Um, you know, I mean, I, I would have liked the script to be a little bit more firmed up. It was, you know, if you're going to get, if you're going to be kind of critical of it, it was, um, it's just kind of all over the place and, and there was no really strong through line as far as the plot goes. Yeah. But yeah. it was still fun. It was, you know. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it wasn't the perfect movie and I enjoyed it to a point where I went away going, okay. I'm not hugely pissed that I saw this, you know, uh, there's, no. th there's, there's some predict predictability, predictability throughout that, you know, okay, I know what's yeah. going to happen. I know what's going to happen. You know, when the ending came around, spoiler alert, the ending ends, how it begins. A lot of movies do that. It's just uh, it's a common trope. And for yeah. this, I was like, you know, you got to suspend your disbelief just a little bit that this beach community can, uh, can kidnap people, impregnate them. And, <laughs> Whatever that goal is, I, I'm. I think that was the. I think that was the thing we were wondering. What is the end goal for the the this town, this cult? Yeah. Uh, they this monster comes up once a month, or however often they can get people to come to that beach house, rapes them, impregnates them. They replace the previous people there. Other people, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like that. Like their 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 goal is kind of odd because you don't need unwilling participants when you have a ready cult. That's that's. I mean, hell, the 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 B and B guy's wife was pregnant with a squirming tentacle baby. Right. You know? Like, why do you why do you need to kind of uh, coerce people into it? There was no that was there was a lot that they weren't even trying to explain. I bet if you ask these questions of the filmmaker, he'd be like, Oh yeah, that'd, that'd be good. It'd be kind of cool if we explained that. <laughs> it was like one thing, and you know, it's like, we already mentioned it. There was, it was obvious that there was a, a party going on around the, the movie and that party theme kind of, uh, it, it, it you see it on screen you can tell that everybody was having fun they might have been having a little too much fun because the, the, <laughs> the movie might have benefited from a tiny bit more professionalism like um it, it letting people improv is is placing a lot of of trust on actors yeah. if i was an actor i i would say outright i'm not you're in i'm not the improv guy i don't think i would right I, yeah i Just think write that it down. i would, I need to know what I'm going to say. Yeah. And, and you could tell that some of the actors were like, no, I need to work from a script. And they were saying their lines. And then the other people were just, just, just <laughs> winging it. And that didn't necessarily work that well, but yeah, it was a little weird when it came to that. Uh, there, yeah. there was like, I mean, you know, if you want to delve, in, delve into a little more critiquing of what was going on, there was, there were scenes that went on especially long and we're, yeah. we're used to that. Um, the, the one scene where uh, the main character comes into the party and uh, she's literally introduced to every person in that party. Yeah. Hello, I'm Carl. I'm uh, I'm Fishmouth. I'm so-and-so. And we just keep going down the list of people that is in the room. I'm like, okay, here we go. This is the padding yeah. part we're going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, this, is, this is where we, uh, you know, like it, to where it has to be classified as a movie. So we need to pad out the running time. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And you could tell, you could tell like I, the, the minute they yelled cut, it was like, all right, more Moscato, more <laughs> chop, 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 chop. I imagine there's a little bit of that sniff, sniff, chop. Is my, is my line going to get in the movie, Chad? Is it, is it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's going to have a line in the movie. We'll just introduce everyone. All right. Everyone's getting an IMDb credit. <laughs> 
Yes, you get a, you get an IMDb credit to go along with your scathing case of the clap that you probably got <laughs> at that party. Oh my god! Oh, and we and we did mention the nudity. There was a, a little bit of nudity in the film, which was you know we're not complaining at all about. Um, no, no, it's. it's I just I wonder mean, about lead actor. I just wonder about some of the choices some of the actors make when they decide they want to do a nude scene. It's like, is this really the movie you want to do it in, or do you want to make a better choice? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of wonder if that even is impactful in today's world. I I don't know. It's kind of tough to. It's it's a, almost a, a deeper topic, you know. For yeah. for everybody's. Um, you know, kind of like the unpopular, it's, it's, it's unfashionable now, the slut shame and that yeah. definitely goes towards people that have done steamy scenes and movies, sex workers and that kind of stuff like that. But I wonder if those people still have trouble getting jobs after they've done roles like that. I, yeah, I, 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 know. I that's a good question because, uh, you know, maybe I'm just, uh, again, I'm, maybe I'm just coming from just a really old perspective, uh, which would make sense because I'm fucking old, but there's a... There's that that thing that happened, you know, in you know the '70s and the '80s. You know, if a, if a main actor, you know, exposed, you know, as you know, shows their breasts on film or more, then they'll yeah. never they'll never get work in this town again, or all their work will be like low budget, shady stuff, you know. And maybe yeah, that's not just, even applicable to this t- day and age. I hope it's not because yeah. it's dumb. It's, no, it it's, is dumb. It's always been dumb, and and I don't know. It's it's hard for me to get a really. Um, uh, you know, kind of clear sense for that because I, I, I work in an art based industry. I mean, we have to be professional at, at my day job. You couldn't be walking around <laughs> naked by any means, but um, you know, in the art world, it's just not, you know, I mean, like you'd have to do something that's actually messed up or, yeah, you yeah. know, I don't know, say the N word to somebody or something. <laughs> right. Right. Know? I'm just thinking, you know, again, maybe I'm just like coming from an old school police, but if I was in a movie like this and they say, hey, Jason, for this scene, we're going to need you to show your dick. And I mean, like, I'd, I'd be like, I'd absolutely be, not. I'd be weighing my <laughs> options here. Uh, how much of this budget is in the movie? And when's it going to be released? And how many theaters? Or, you know, it's, there's a well, thing. I, it just, I guess it just depends on who you are. Like the, the, fil- the, um, protagonist in this film like the leading lady what was her name again gina um di piana uh yeah yeah gina la piana uh she, she was obviously feels comfortable with nudity yeah. on camera because she's you know like you're treated to a, a sex scene right away yeah just yeah. again had me thinking like we gotta keep him hooked <laughs> keep stay him with us stay with us pretty if you just stick with us pretty soon you're gonna have uh you know tentacle kind of linguists <laughs> hold on for that yeah that's the big payoff but yeah there is um, uh yeah. I, th- I think i mean uh by the end of it i think we pretty much i i'm just trying to think like there were th- there's a lot of great things about this movie there's a lot of stuff that could uh Im- be worked on what well, was too late now but obviously but yeah for um, the next feature maybe <laughs> like it like like i mentioned at the beginning of the podcast uh, i i enjoyed it overall um yeah it there, was, for for what it is yeah it's like you know i mean it, it it was it was a fun silly movie it didn't overstay its welcome too much it, right it gave you um you know enough chuckles and and just like head scratching moments screen. <laughs> it was populated by a lot of of lovable weirdos like right. people that were probably interesting in and of themselves outside of that movie like just i just wanted to talk to some of the extras and be like what kind of person are you you're very interesting <laughs> yeah person. 
no, and the, and the fact that it came in at a nice brief an hour and twenty three minutes made it you know it was, it was a yeah. good sweet spot. So I yeah, would say yeah. I give it two cheeseburgers. <laughs> I hold I my thumbs it, up, but I'm not going to say yeah. thumbs up because that's someone else's. <laughs> I I give it two uh, two and a half uh, uh, meaty uh, juicy grubs. That's, <laughs> that's, that's my rating. Well, uh, yeah. So these ratings are are set in stone, and they're obviously based around an, a numerical metric that is uh, based totally on science. Thought out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that was H.P. Lovecraft, the Deep Ones. Yes. Uh, guys, check it out. Uh, yeah. Amazon Prime. Definitely check it out. If you want to check out uh, our watch through of it, it is on Patreon and you can check it out there. Absolutely. And uh, we have a bunch of good stuff coming out and I hope you guys are there to watch it. Have fun. Yes. Yes. We appreciate your support, y'all. Until next time. Uh, I don't think we have anything on the list for the moment, but we will find something and we will do we'll it. Put something in the comments. Tell yeah. us what to watch next. Yeah, for sure. Do that. And uh, okay. So until next time, I'm Jason. I'm Clay. And then we're Cinematic Suffering. That's right. Peace out, y'all. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. God, I wish I could talk. Sons of a bitch. <laughs>